So not long after, then move along to uh, let's see where I go from there. I went to a a um, rape survivor shelter, being harassed like I have never ever in my life imagined in a shelter. Being harassed in shelters before, but this was this was a whole new level. Put it that way. So. <laughs> I went to, I think I went to somewhere else, and then I ended up back there, and this, uh, my roommate threatened me, I taped her, and then they threw me out. You know, the police came, and I, I didn't bother to let him hear the recording, because, well, there was no point. I just got my, um, stimulus check and how ironic it was that I ended up at freaking Econo Lodge. At that point, I was there for, God, I think five months, four to five months. Um, from there, I ended up in Georgia for like a night and then ended up on the slide in Calhoun where I slept one night when I realized there was a slide right beside it that had the tunnel thing over it that I should have gotten in it. You know, I would have been a lot safer probably, but anywho, from there, end up in Calhoun staying with someone who had the toilet beside the bed and there was only one bed. You know, hard not to be appreciative when you're in those situations, but also difficult to use the restroom with no door and people in the bed like a six like a foot away from you. I did that. A couple, not like two chicks. Did that. Then from there, I come staggering out of that house one day, white as a ghost, barely made it up the hill, because someone came down to the house and said that I could come and stay with him, and, you know, acted as if he had space for me to do that. Well, the only place for me to sleep was the dog bed with the gate around it. Did that. I rolled up in my comforter, and I slept. I did that. And that is where I made the recording where the police came, of course. They always come, you know. And um, that's where I made the record. I was recording um, with a sound monitor, and... You could hear the shit going on with the sound monitor somehow. Like, I don't know if I was somehow the transmitter of that time, or did I hear they can do that, or how I was able to 
record it, but it was pretty freaking scary. Um, God. So I ended up, I had to leave all my clothes there. You know, and she, she said, you know, we're not going to stand here for 30 years. And if I knew what I know now, I would have appreciated her attitude, you know, because if it was up to me, I would have, whether I wanted to or not, because I couldn't get out of anywhere. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I freaking couldn't. Could not get out of anywhere. So, so from there... I'm at the police station in, I believe, Athens for four days. And actually, she came back and got me and uh, ended up getting my clothes anyway. All that jazz. And, and she took me to a motel that I didn't want to stay at. Didn't want to go to that one, but for some reason that was the only freaking place I could go. Again, I was uh, in Athens. So, when I ran out of money and I had to leave, you know, my, my ex, by the way, the one that I had, the boyfriend that I had in, in Cleveland that I mentioned in prior recordings that did not... Um, mentioned his name, who I was also in a recovery group with, and uh, ended up um, ended up um, calling him to come up there, and that last night he stayed there and then left me there in Athens with my stuff and wouldn't even take me and drop me off somewhere. Yeah, that happened. I was freaked out, you know, I was stuck. So, the person who came and got me in, and we got into it, and, and he brought me and dropped me off at the fire department and had to sleep on the slide, well, he kind of made up for it, and, um, kind of, not completely. But he... He came and, and picked me up, and I once again go to Georgia, maybe two nights, and back to back to Morristown is where I end up. From there, and I, you know, I, I was told by a friend I could I could stay in the camper, so I move all my stuff in the camper. Here comes the police. Okay, some chick is walking on the road with my bras that she stole. The police are there. I'm so confused, like, what is even going on? I get arrested for a warrant that I didn't even have. <laughs> Turns out, it was just a subpoena anyway, and they arrested me, and then I wasn't even guilty of it. So it got dismissed anyway. That happened too. Yeah, I'm going to take a break now. When I was at the shelter in Cleveland, I was... I was in the floor with all my stuff just 
everywhere on the floor just crying. Just, I mean, boo-hooing crying, not just like a little bit. I was just freaking boo-hooing crying. I could not take any more. And it was already starting there, so I knew, you know, it was going to get really bad. And I probably would have had a breakdown if someone hadn't, you know, mentioned that I could possibly stay with them. And I was like, thank God, you know. And I didn't know what was going on. I'd been like, no, you don't want me to do that, you know. But um, at the time, it was, it was, uh, it calmed me down. I was terrified. So it was enough to keep me calm for a little while. Didn't end up doing that, but. It was enough to, uh, to make me not so scared, anyway. And, since I, for some reason, didn't think to get in, into the slide that had a, you know, a covering over it. God, why? Still, I wonder why. But, so... Of course, my phone, when I, when I woke up, my phone was dead. I was wet from the, from the dew, but I was way colder than I, than I should have been. Like, I, I realized I was freezing. I was like, oh my God, I can't stop shivering. And, uh, of course, I was out there during a time where the animals would have attacked me normally, put it that way. Surprised I didn't wake up and there were animals all over, all around me or something. And Calhoun. So, the fire department wasn't open, and all my stuff, like an ungodly amount of stuff, was over there in their parking lot all night long. So, I go over there and I finally started to charge the phone up and I realized I really don't have anybody to come and get me. And uh, a little while passed and finally someone did but I could never made it out of there. Like everywhere I go perps, perps are hollering, you know, you're never going to make it out of here alive, we're going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And have you in this state of mind that even if that were true, you would be so much more freaked out, even than you would normally be, on top of the other things that are being done, like, you're completely out of your mind, like, you, you don't even know, like, I would have to be out of my mind to do that, to do any of that, I don't know how I made it through that little time, but I did, I did. There was even a time in Cleveland when I had to go to the hospital, and um, God, I was in, the hospital was even. It, I'm not even gonna get into it. And I was so pissed, and um, that I walked all the way from the hospital to Free Will Road, which is about eleven miles. In the middle of the night, there was an actual snake in the road that night. Not like something that looked like it was a big snake, but what, you know, you see something and it looks like something else in the dark. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was an actual snake. 
So, and they then parts had me convinced. When I finally get to the, the one back road where, I mean, there's barely any lights. All these dogs are like, they're trying to freak me out. and trying to, trying to get the dogs to attack me and stuff by making me super nervous. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it through this. By that time, they had me convinced that there were snakes everywhere on that road. And it was black dark, like I could not, could not see my hand in front of my face. And they had me convinced that they put all these snakes on the, on that back road where I had to walk. It was the only way to get there from that point, unless I wanted to go another several hours. <sighs> Fun times. I walked in about, about three and a half hours, I believe. By the way, the snake had some kind of red-looking thing on its head, I remember. Orangey ready. God. And, of course, there were gang stalkers. Driving up and down the fucking road. I remember at one point when I was um, when I was walking the 11 miles that um, I got so scared that then I started thinking, oh my God, if they weren't talking, I think I'd be more scared. And um, I, I knew then that I was getting, you know, getting pretty sick. But uh, but I, I was so afraid that uh, that I, I really, honestly. I didn't, it's not that I thought they'd protect me, because I, <laughs> obviously, you know, that's not the case, but it's just, uh, I started thinking I, I would probably be absolutely terrified if, if they weren't talking, so. It got to where whenever um, I was outside and I had to pee, like, I would, I would freak out because they would be talking to me and responding to what I was doing and talking about what I was doing and I mean it's hard enough when you're not like out in an open area but it was uh it got even harder for me then so you know nobody wants somebody watching them pee you know or other things for that matter like it, it it's so disturbing it's it's unreal And why I would um, walk around at night, I don't know. It, it was a little bit different when I was, like, in a subdivision. And, you know, even then, it was freaking scary because they'd be threatening me and the grass would pop. You know, around me and the grass would, like, it sounded like something was hitting the grass and the grass would pop, like, around me and I would jump. And, uh, several times uh, on, my, on my way to work at Oshkosh was was the worst though like uh, they've never uh they've never made me that that scared before ever like they did on my way to work there and their intention was i don't believe that their intention was not for me to go to work it was for me to go to work and be in that mind state and um you know when you work somewhere like that you don't need to be in that mind state now luckily um the security guard there had known me for years and years and um you know, he, he knew that I wasn't a crazy person, so um, 
I believe his exact words were that I had absolutely no malice in my heart at all. And uh, he was absolutely right. You know, if nothing else, I was scared. Like, I wanted to ask him if I could sleep in that tank at one point. Like, because I, I would have, you know, scared half to death.